Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I think we've got to start at the um, pissing jellyfish. Oh, it's been told that story here before. I think, yeah. I think yeah, I someone. Uh, were you there? Were you there for the jellyfish? I was there for the weigh-in. Were you? Yeah. Were you on the horns? Where were the sting? Oh, uh, so we went uh, on pre-season to America with Sandra, and at that time it was it was a lot going on with the ice baths. Yeah, so obviously a lot of people over there are using ice bath to recover and stuff like that. So after a couple of weeks, we came back. Uh, in our training ground, we didn't have, you know, 10, 15 ice baths like we have in America. So the manager decided to take everyone to the sea. <laughs> obviously, being in the sea, you know, it's like having an ice bath over there. You know, the, the water is pretty cold. So we went there thinking, okay, we're just going to go for a run, you know, stretch, stuff like that, just for a change. So I was thinking, okay, you know, cloudy, windy, cold. So we go in the water. I remember seeing Mick swimming, yeah, swimming around us like he was in the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, like a shark. Yeah, yeah. I saw him like swimming, so getting deeper. And then he started asking everyone to more or less get in deeper in the sea. And I remember like walking towards where he was and I saw this black stuff in the water. I kind of put my arm just to see what it was. And when I put my arm out, I have these legs all over me. Yeah, my chest, my arm, part of my legs. And obviously it was a massive shellfish. Looked like an octopus in there, to be honest. So I went from being cold to being bloody hot. Feel, feel yeah, the sting straight my away. my skin was burning, burning badly. So I didn't want to come out of the water, but I knew that, you know, I've been told when that happened, you get someone needs to pee on you, you know, basically. <laughs> so the first thing that crossed my mind, so I, I'm going to ask one of the last to like, should do me there outside. <laughs> do uh, me. Yeah, basically, yeah. And uh, I remember coming out of the water. Are you screaming? Kind of just, I, was, I was in pain. Yeah. It was just starting, like, I, I wasn't feeling well. And I asked probably two, three of the lads, and uh, they said, no, no, just let's go back to the, to the training ground. I said, no, you need to do it now, because the sooner you do the better. And no one wants to piss on me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd have been like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm doing you uh, a favor. Uh, honestly. <laughs> They've been uh, queuing up if you'd have asked. And we ended up going back to the, to the training ground. So I got there, I put some eyes on me, tried to like feel this heat on my skin a bit less. And then I remember some of the lights pissing at pot and I, sh I went in the bath and they just throw, ah, I didn't want to know, you know. So they throw all this pot of 
pee on me. <laughs> <laughs> on the bath, the stinks, honestly. Yes, <laughs> no, I drew Should yellow. We, uh, <laughs> Then I good night. I'm trying to remember, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> so have you, all, uh, have you all pissed in a bucket and thought, yeah. well, just... Yeah, I, was, saw, I saw that was, was going to make me... Was there a cocktail? Not just one... No, oh, it was a mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not stood around you all the old, like, cocktail? No, it went straight from the old. I didn't see it. It wasn't a cue. Put it that way, it wasn't a cue. I still saw that would make me feel bad, but it didn't. And you just uh, the pace. After that, the clue have to call an ambulance. Yeah. Uh, so I went from being like all funny and, you know, people laughing around and and then I could not feel my legs, my legs would drop. And then I started like, my throat was more or less closing down. I could not Swelling. breathe properly. Yeah. So that's when everyone started being concerned. And they got an ambulance, <laughs> blew the spend one night in intensive care. Really? Morphine and stuff like that. I go in the hospital, the, the nurse didn't believe me. I said, what's going on with you? So I got to buy shellfish. Uh, I'm I'm in terrible pain, so I need something. So she didn't believe me. So then the doctor came, I explained the same thing. I said, I'm in pain here. I need something. So they give me morphine. I think it was. He said, after a couple of hours, you'll be all right. Two, three hours went past. I said, I'm, I'm in pain, man. I need something else. So they have to give me something else. And then after five, six hours, I start feeling better. But I tell you now, it was funny for them, but not for me. <laughs> not for me. just thinking, them footballers are funny. It's yeah. totally a jellyfish. Oh, it was. We, uh, we did some Googling on the way down about the, and apparently urban myth. I remember piss, like piss, piss the makes no difference. It was called Man of War or something like that. That was a big one. I remember like when I put my arm up. like in, in like Pacific and all that, them yeah. Man of Wars. I don't know where they go, but that was. Must have been lost. He heard you talking. I'm yeah. back home. You started the week after, though, didn't you? But you had to come off. You were yeah, so that happened. I think uh, happened on a Monday, Tuesday. Play on Saturday, but all the stuff that obviously they put on my body, I had to come off at halftime. 45 minutes, I was sick in the toilet. So the manager said, "Look, just take you out." And Thing then, is, uh, with Mick. He's one of them that wouldn't ask you to do something that he wouldn't do himself. So when he said, "Let's get in the sea," all the lads were like, "Oh, come on." And before he's even said it, the hoggers are off. <laughs> yeah. He's in. Junk's uh, so we're it, like, oh, we've got, got to. Him. And he was swimming. Yeah. He wasn't just like standing there. He was, <laughs> he was swimming. Come on, like, yeah. washing himself. You know what? <laughs> the yeah. thing is, Mick could have probably just like bashed it away. It's only a man of war. Get out of here. Yeah. It's typical, man. <laughs> I remember Mick coming to the hospital the day after. Uh, and he, you know what Mick was like? All serious and stuff like that. And he came, Julio. Hey, I need to apologize. Uh, I'm promising it never happen again. <laughs> and I never, no, never went back to the sea after that. Uh, <laughs> it, felt, it felt guilty, I think. Obviously, it was an accident, you know. But uh, no, we definitely never went back to the sea after that. It's more or less like How long have you, over have you been years. over here now? So I spent more or less half of my life here, here in the Northeast. Converted to the North East. Yeah. I was in the yeah. youth team at Sunderland when, when he signed. And it was just a big like media reaction, young lad coming over from, from Argentina. I remember your debut. Yeah. Was it West Ham? West Ham at home. West Ham at home. Yeah, yeah. What a start. Obviously the club pay at that time quite a bit of money for me, for someone that no one knew, to be honest. You know, 3.5 was it? 3.5 for, you know, I was left back over there for a left back as well. As soon as I arrived here, first week I found out, well, the left back is a captain. So I said, well, my chances here, it's gonna be hard to play there. And then I remember Peter Reed 
having a conversation with me, obviously, with a translator. Um, and he told me, you're going to play left wing after being here for less than two weeks. And yes, yeah, two weeks after I got my debut, West Ham at home, uh, and he scored there. Uh, so could last for, for a better start than that, to be honest. 1-0 win. And then uh, I carried on playing more or less all season. There was a talking about reactions, it was like a buzz when you signed, and there was a similar buzz when Milton Nunes signed. But I think he signed the wrong player. I, I, I don't, I don't, know, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know the full yeah. story, but <laughs> I shit. I don't, there was talk of him just signing them on clips that he'd seen or something. Right, it, was, it was a weird, can you remember, do you know more about it? I remember, I heard that rumor before, obviously I never got a chance to speak with Peter Reed about it. And even if you speak with him, I don't, think if he made a mistake, I, I don't think he'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember like, uh, yeah, hearing that uh, he went from one player that had the same surname and then... He got his brother. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was at the reserve game and he made his debut, Milton. He played his first game and he was rapid. And he was just small, wasn't he? To be honest, he was, uh, I mean, people like saying, oh, he was, he was this and that. You know, I trained with him and he was, he was sharp. Obviously, he wasn't the biggest, but he, he could hit the ball. Yeah. He have a... Well, that is, well, that yeah, is best for, being, for being a small lad. <laughs> small yeah. as well. <laughs> I mean, you see some of the, some big lads, some they can't even jump. Mm -hmm. You know, he was, he was all right. Uh, he didn't play much. He was here for a year, I think, um, in and out, in the bench. Uh, but uh, he was a good lad. He helped me. He helped me quite a lot, to be honest, because yeah. uh, it was him and Emerson Tom, the only players know, that could yeah. speak Spanish. Sure, yeah. Obviously, I didn't speak any English at all, so I struggled to understand the lads. Yeah. I just want to talk about that move, because were you 18? I was 18, yeah, going 19, yeah. So how did the move come about? I just made my debut six months before I came to London with the national team to play against England on the 21s. So uh, we play against them. Um, I think it was in Fulham Stadium and Peter Reed was there. That's what I've been told. Or some Sunderland people was there. They saw me playing there. We have a good game. I have a good game. And then they follow me for the next six months. And Same then at the end of the season in Argentina, uh, the offer arrived. Uh, I remember my, my agent calling me saying, look, we've got this team interested in you. Uh, from England, English league. At that time, we're talking about 2000. Uh, it wasn't as big as it's been for the last 15 years. Uh, the bigger leagues at that time was Italy and Spain. Um, so, told me about Sunderland. To be honest, I didn't know much about Sunderland. Uh, and then uh, he said, look, they, they, want you. they want you now in the next couple of weeks. In my mind, the decision was already made because I always wanted to come to Europe. The hardest decision was like, well, the hardest thing was to tell my mom and, you know, I'm going to leave. Uh, my dad, been a footballer, uh, didn't get to play, you know, in in the first team when he was there. But he understood more or less why I wanted to go with my career. So for him, it was fine. For my mom, obviously, uh, losing your son for you know probably a year, x amount of months till you see him again, it was. Cool. Uh, and were you were you flying over in Argentina? Were you doing really well every week? I was just comfortable playing left back, you know. Uh, the style over there was different than the English, you know, style. At that time, I remember 2000, it was more or less big lag, small lad on front, mm. long ball, a lot of crosses, where now everything is playing from the back and more like yeah. tactically and technically. Uh, so it was box to box, proper box to box English football at that time. 
Uh, so it was a big difference for me play, play, playing left wing. You had to like more or less do boxy box. But I was 18, 19, so I was fit enough to do that. And is that the is is that the target as a, a young South American? Is is the ideal to I want to get to Europe? I think yeah, the majority of I mean things change now. Um, Argentinian football change. Um, the the wages change as well. The economy for the yeah. players over there is a bit better than what it used to be, you know. Um, but uh, I think for any South American young player, yeah, the dream is... He's made it. He's yeah. making it. He's well, it's, it's a step forward in your career, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, to come to England, to Spain, to Italy, to Germany. Now you have different options, you know. Um, and I want you to compete against, you know, the best players in, in, in the best leagues. And, and yeah, I remember the first game was West Ham. The second game was Manchester United away. So I remember playing against... Beckham and Geeks and, you know, all these players that a couple of months ago I was playing with them mm. in the PlayStation, if you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, um, I remember like the nights uh, before the games over there in Argentina, because in Argentina, every team, no matter if you play at home or away, you always stay in the hotel, where here in England is, you only stay away, uh, you only stay in the hotel when you're playing away. So obviously the, the Friday nights over there, always in the PlayStation, I'm playing obviously with English team and stuff like that, and they're like, few months after I seen Bex next to me. Obviously he <laughs> right wing and left wing. Uh so yeah it was a big shock. But Whirlwind. It was it was great, you know. Were you flown in to come and see the area and everything before you signed or like you said you'd already made the decision? Yeah, they asked me to come over um for a couple of weeks. Big cultural difference. Oh it was yeah. I mean the place that's the reason why I'm still here. I like the place, you know. Uh, they show me the, the stadium, fantastic stadium, you know, 48,000 there, beautiful stadium. Um, training ground, Charlie Hurley. Yeah. Remember, that was probably, you know, uh, an old, old uh, training ground, but then we, we moved to the new one. Um, but yeah, the culture of uh, everything shooting at five o'clock, you know. Uh, the, the times where restaurants should be early in Argentina, you could probably go and eat 10 o'clock nighttime. Cafes and shopping will be open till late. So I have to get used to that routine, uh, do everything early on during the day. Um, and then just living on my own as well, because I was living, I was staying in there uh, for a few weeks in, in a hotel. And then they put me in an apartment. And at that time, 2000, it didn't have Sky, uh, YouTube, Wi-Fi, all that. So I remember sitting at home with six, seven English channels. <laughs> you know, Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was hard. I didn't know what to do till I got my PlayStation and then got a couple other things. Uh, and I remember like watching TV, uh, just like trying to learn the language with a dictionary in front of me. So I had the subtitles. And every word I could pick up on the TV, I would try to read on the dictionary, just to like start picking words up, because obviously I didn't speak any, any English at all. So to be in the changing room, to like trying to understand what the manager was saying. <laughs> oh, it was hard. You've got a mix there as well, Peter Reid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bobby Saxon. There. Yeah, Bobby Saxon, Adrian Heath. <laughs> <laughs> How long was it before you started thinking, you start understanding and he following me, like instructions and what have you? It took me about, I would say, a good year and a half, two years uh, to like 
more or less being comfortable uh, because the first six months a year uh, more or less rely on the lads that speak Spanish. So I, I was more or less in a little group with them, you know. It's quite so, lonely, I imagine. Oh, it, it was a, yeah. I have a few nights where like, I saw, I think I want to go back home, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. if I have to be honest. You know, I, I remember like, couple nights like crying on the phone to my mom and dad because I was only 18, 19, you know, and just be here on my own. Uh, Massive move, isn't it? Yeah. Really, when you it, think it about was, it. It was, uh, you know, thinking now, going back now, it was, uh, yeah. Um, where if that happened now to any South American player, it will be a lot easier. You know, yeah. you can call your mom, you can FaceTime, mm. you can, uh, you know, you have everything online for you uh, where before we have to like pay for international calls because mm -hmm. it wasn't WhatsApp, Facebook and all the stuff. So yeah. even like paying for international calls will cost you a fortune. So you will fight 10 minutes on the phone. Yeah, yeah, call you, you know, next week or whatever. Yeah, you'd have been watching like Spanish Netflix though and then you wouldn't have been watching Emmerdale and your English wouldn't be as good. Yeah, it was just all English channels. It probably helped me in a way because it helped me to like learn the language a bit quicker. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever use it to your advantage when you actually did understand and thought, I'm just going to pretend that I didn't? You know, like if you thought somebody just give me a fucking, like, no, no, no. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, during games, I could see Reedy and Bobby Sacto having a right go at me. And then my arms were like. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is yes, you need it to your advantage. I don't know what you said, you know. What about that changing room? Because if I remember, he used to like the team bonding sessions, didn't he, Reedy? You know, yeah. in Roma was it Romano's he used to? Yeah. A lot of lads who enjoyed the South. Yeah. I think you're great. And Did yeah. he try and drag you in? Get involved uh, with that? I mean, I, I Brit could not, British I could culture. not keep up with them, to be honest. Uh, was it an eye-opener? It was, uh, I mean, they, they, it was a drinking culture, you know, uh, at that time. Uh, was the one in Argentina? What? A the, drinking culture? Or did people... I mean, did, yeah, people drink over there. Uh, football. I don't, I don't know if it's as much as here, you know. I mean, things change now. You don't see many footballers. Uh, drinking probably during the week, you know, even uh, in the lower leagues, they're mm. more or less looking after themselves, you but know, then, a lot. Um, well, at that time, you know, yeah, it was Tuesdays, probably afternoon. Uh, we will we'll go to Romanos and have, you know, Romanos is a restaurant near the, the training ground. Uh, and, and they have a meal and a few drinks. And, you know, some people used to go home early. Some people used to stay a bit late. Uh, but they used to perform on Saturday. A lot of the time, the manager and his uh, staff were there as well. Just yeah. and, and that uh, wouldn't happen now. You cannot complain with the lads uh, performing. Well. You know? yeah. uh, so I don't think you, you could do that now. That season's probably the best when you finish seventh. I think, yeah. The, the season before I was here, they finished seventh. So it was two seasons in a row. Um, yeah, we were a strong team. Um, we, we didn't get uh, intimidated by, by anything. Chelsea, Arsenal, Manu, uh, and I, I think uh, everything that came to play against us at the Stadium of Light could feel the fans, uh, how loud uh, they were. Um, I won't say they were scared to play against us, but it, it wasn't comfortable to play, mm. to play against us uh, at the Stadium of Light. Um, we could beat anyone, uh, anywhere. I mean, I remember beating Chelsea, I think 4-1, 4-2 yeah. away. Man, you are home in the in a coup, uh, doing well against Arsenal. We could finish probably higher. We should have qualified for UEFA. Uh, we dropped points against 
Everton last game and the game before, and then we kind of uh, finished seven, but we could have finished six, fifth. We just uh, kept it team. simple. Yeah. Because we had Niall Quinn up front. Well, second, yeah. what, what's the team then? What's that team? Mickey Gray, left back. Who's in nets? Was, uh, then you have centre backs where like Shoddy Caddock or Emerson Tom or Stan Barga when he was there. Chris Makin, uh, right back. Then Kevin Kilbine used to play on the, little, on the right side coming in. Um, then midfield, we have a few options in there. I have Alex Ray, oh, Gav McCann, Stefan Schwa. Uh, remember Patrick Roy, French lad? Yeah. Is it Eric? Eric, Eric Roy. Eric Roy. Eric Roy. Yeah. Eric Roy. He was uh, like a poor man Zidane. <laughs> yeah. we're not, are we not all? No, but like, <laughs> it just the way he played, it was yeah. just unbelievable. Look good. Yeah. Yeah. He just had the French the swag. swagger. He could play probably at the, at the football that he's playing now because he was very technically. Yeah. Uh, it's not the quickest one, but technically very good. And then I used to play left wing. Uh, and then on front, obviously, the big duo, Queenie and, and Kevin Phillips. Uh, so they, they, were, they were really good. Was there a big cultural difference in the approach to football when you got over here in terms of management style and like pre-season pre training? Was it similar to South America? I saw pre-season was uh, a bit easier here than South America. Easier. South American pre-season, they, they were hard. Surprising that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I remember like doing like a two or three weeks back in Argentina, like without using our boots, shoes trainers every day. Run, run, run. Run, run, run. Go in the sun. Uh, running a lot in there. Uh, then morning, afternoon, like properly like, pushing to the limits. Yeah. And then I came here expecting like to be really, really hard. Don't get me wrong, it was hard, but not as hard as uh, uh, as it was back home. What about uh, management style? Because obviously you've got Reedy, you've got Bobby Saxon there, dish out a bollocking. Oh yeah. That, I mean, they, Was they, that similar as well? Would you yeah. Get that's probably one of the things happened to me to have really as my first manager because uh, he was, well, you know, a big character. You know, he will, it could be nice, but he could flip. And, you know, and when you have a right go other player, no one say anything, you think, yeah, they respect him. Yeah. You know, and obviously being a player, him, you know, he knew what he was talking about. You know, he wasn't just making things up. Did you do some research? Like, who is Peter Reid? Because I imagine you, well, would you knew, have had I an knew, idea? I knew a little bit because uh, he played against Argentina in 1986 when Maradona scored yeah. the hand of yeah. God and the other goal. Did you ever take the piss? Like, I, I did to you in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure he just goes to pass Peter Reid. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Him, he go, yeah, he go pass. I remember Peter Reid, the first thing he said to me, he said, don't you dare speak about 1986. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a Mar Maradona top on? When he said no, that. I never knew that. No, no, no I, never, <laughs> I never done that. Uh, but uh, we have conversations about Maradona. Uh, to be honest, he always speaks well about Maradona. He said, like, it was unreal. You know, playing against him, it was... They couldn't stop him. Now, going back to Reedy, he was good. He, he helped me a lot. Him, Bobby Saxton, Adrian Heath. Uh, he yeah. could speak a bit Spanish as well, and he helped me a lot. What do you think went wrong? That's next season when, you know, that finished 17th, I think it was. And I just remember, I think one day he didn't come in. I remember Inchi, Adrian Heath took training and the manager just said, I need to stay away. I don't know what, I don't know what had happened. I think that the team had lost a few games or whatever. Yeah. They might have got a bit off Newcastle or something on the Saturday and he just didn't come in. And that's when even us in the youth team were like, something's not right here. Yeah, I think what happened, like, Queenie was kind of, 
and the end of his career. So obviously losing Niall Quinn, he was he was a big player. And uh, he tried to re if you remember, he tried to replace him with Lillian, Lillian Lesland. And Dorian the floor. Floor as well, yeah. Yeah, Dorian the floor. I think he was at Chelsea at that time, no? Or Rangers, I can't remember. And then we tried to replace Queenie with him because the size, the you know, the height, but they were two different players. And and then uh, we signed Lillian. Um, and then Marcus Stewart as well. Uh, he came that season, uh, Stewie. And I don't know if the manager didn't get what he wanted, you know, and then I'm not sure what happened behind doors. And then obviously we start dropping, you know, uh, in the league positions. And and then, yeah, I think it was, it was, it was a shock when he got sacked because uh, he didn't expect really to get sacked, you know, after what he done for the club. So I'm not sure what happened behind, behind doors. Um, because they were we last minute, weren't they? That them two signings, Flo and Stewart, were like, you know, them dead deadline day, almost yeah. like panic signings. Yeah, they've been they've had targets that they've not yeah. got. Maybe, so yeah. right, we've got to fill the. We've got to yeah, get yeah. So that's the one, Chelsea, that Flo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just did, just didn't work, did it? Yeah, it was good. Like, I mean, people saying he's great when he coming out of the bench, uh, because in Chelsea, I don't think he's he was starting all the time. Uh, but yeah, in Sunderland, I don't think we got the best of him, to be honest. Just the way that Quinney used to play, it was always, if went out the fullbacks, you hit Quinney on the diag, and that wasn't Tor Andre Flo's game. So I just think there was a clash of styles. Yeah. yeah. Caught in between lad, styles, sorry. But he wanted the ball more on his feet, uh, while Quinney yeah. just put in there. We had loads of people asking about Medina. Nicolas, yeah. Did he sign the year after? Yes. From the same club? St. Club, St. Country, yeah. yeah. Obviously things work well for me. Did you know him? Yeah, yeah, we played together. He was a year younger than me, but we done all the youth uh, more or less together. Then we played in the national team together on the 20s in Argentina. I think it was the wrong time for him to come over because, I mean, going back to the players we have, um, Stefan Schwar, Roy, Alex Ray, Gav McCann, he came to play as a centre midfield. English league at that time it was very physical. I I wasn't the bigger one. I play on the side, more like like a left wing, so I could get away. Bit of protection. But yeah, yeah, being on the middle, you have to be strong, physical. You know, you're talking about play against Roy Keane, Vieira, and many others in there. That uh, you have to be strong. Nicolas was technically really really good, but uh, the physical side he needed more time. Like myself, you know, when I go here, and he didn't really play much. You got off, we spoke about your start. You started your first game. You scored yeah. the win in your first game. You were off and running. Confidence. Yeah. Medina was like, kind of signed as backup, so it was hard for yeah. him to... Get going. Yeah. 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 Do you the... think he would have been signed a bit to help you as well? You know, somebody you know, settle in a bit more. You're doing well to help yourself. Well, get, get his mate off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> saying that, they cost the club. 2.5 or 3 million yeah. as well, so... <laughs> uh, no, I, I think the clue so well. We bring another young South American. It's more like an investment yeah. and, and see what happens, you know. I think it, they saw that uh, if you do well, you know, we have another good investment in the clue. But uh, with Nicolas, obviously, like you say, the players they have in front of him at that time, uh, it was hard for him to get in front of them, you know. What did you think when uh, Howard took over? 
Well, Howard was a different style than, than Peter Reed. Um, you know, um, for me, since particularly didn't work out for, for some reason, he, he didn't like me. Uh, From know. the off, do you think? Well, I don't know what happened there, uh, but uh, yeah, even some of the English lads, I remember, they were questioning about him coming to the clue. You know, I, I can't remember how how much time off he had before from one clue to the other. Uh, but uh, it was old-fashioned, you know, definitely old-fashioned uh, manager. And he brought a young coach uh, with him. Steve uh, Cottrell. Steve Cottrell, that he was just starting there. Um, and yeah, for me, it was... I was one of them seasons to forget, to be honest. I think I played. Did, did he do the Swans? The, yeah, that was his. I remember being in that meeting. You remember that? Yeah. Because I, I, I always speak about that. Um, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember like getting in the changing room, yeah? And then we have a TV in there. And he, did he say, like, we're going to watch a football team or. I can't remember exactly what he <laughs> say. He mean, like, we're going to watch, you know. A, a, a team. I saw he was going to, you know, for what I understood, a football team, a great football team. And then he put this this video about birds flying. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I, I, birds flying. <laughs> was, I remember I that, yeah, looking. It was like right. They put the wrong video. They put the wrong yeah. video in. They were going in, in in different shapes, and he was telling us, you know, why they were doing that. And uh, it was it was a bit weird, uh, <laughs> but to be honest, you know, when when you think about the stuff he used to do, I remember another day we went to the I don't know if you were there. We went to the stadium on a Friday. He asked us to go on the pitch on the stadium, for obviously empty stadium. Walking around, around the position where you were going to play, uh, and I remember like spending time with a psychology. We're talking about 2003, 2004. So obviously at that time for us. It was like, what are we doing? You know, walking on the pitch, just, you know, I'm walking here, you're walking over there, he's walking over there. By, you know, thinking now about what he should do, it probably was ahead of some of the things because he was already thinking on the psychology stuff. So what, you were just closing an imaginary player down? Well, well, it wasn't like, he was thinking like, he was saying to us, well, go into your position and more or less picture what you're going to do tomorrow. And obviously at that time it was like, what are we doing this for? <laughs> but thinking about it now, ahead of his time. It, yeah, I think <laughs> it was. Yeah, I just remember. imagine Lyle Quinn just backstage. Yeah. Oh, have that. <laughs> I think he was more or less working on on the psychology side. Yeah. Uh, that obviously at that time, you know, I don't think many things have psychology people around. Where now everything has yeah. a psychology or two working on your mental side all the time. So going back to that, it was funny. It was weird, but it might have been yeah. ahead of the some of the... the trailblazers that get mocked. Or some of the yeah. stuff that the other managers I heard Jack Grealish talking about winning league. He said they watched that duck video and, and that was <laughs> it. Changing it off for him. <laughs> We're coming yeah. from the old regime already where it was just what you see is what you get. Just mm. motivational talks and then... Yeah. Chalk trees. Yeah, so the lads in the change room must have been like... Especially different. the old school lads. The old school lads, right? Yeah. Nobody likes change, do they? The old school lads, like, what the fuck? I know, I know it? it's not wrong and right. You know, obviously, manager, myself being manager now, 
he had different styles of motivated players. Everyone got their own style. So obviously when you're a player, you always complain about stuff, don't you? You always have something to say. So, you know, look again, it probably was his style to motivate players. But as I say, that season didn't work for me. I only played four games, I think, all season. I was in the reserves. I remember being on the bench as reserves as well. On the bench for the races? Yeah, so I remember like one day the, 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 thinking, the manager from the reserve came and said, look, Julio, you're going to be on the bench today. And he was like, really? And uh, I've never been, I never, that's why I, I, I probably wasn't happy about it because it never really came to me and explained me why. Yeah. Because, you know, if he said, look, I don't like your style. I don't like the way you play. You're not going to be involved. I probably talk it yeah. but at least it's being honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's good psychology again, though, of talking about that's two yeah, different sides yeah. of psychology because if you're not playing with somebody, and, you need and, to, and to be honest, And why. you learn from that because, you know, with the players now, coaching players, managing players, I think, you know, being honest is probably the best thing, the, the best way to go forward. I know players probably don't like what you have to say to them, but I, I always say to them, look, I'd rather be honest with you than lie to you. Did you have a, sul did you have a sulk in your locker? Because I think if I'm sub for the reserves, I think I'm getting my boots and my wash bag and I'm getting in the car and fucking off. Imagine the, the amount of things that crossed my mind at that mm. time. I was just, it was a, uh, That's a, a game, tech, that, isn't yeah, it? it was a game in the training ground. Uh, and I remember like the first thing going past because we were playing and some of the lads were laughing. Uh, obviously, I wasn't happy, I was fuming, you know. But a uh, couple of months after, he left. And then I remember Mick arriving at the club. Uh, and even when he arrived, I said, look, I want to go. And I remember having a few conversations with Mick. I said, look, I want you to stay. I want you to play for me. And I went from playing four games in one season to play more or less 40 the season after. Mm. So that's how since football how Completely since spin around. You must have been. I was on about the meeting. Can you, yeah. I wasn't in it. The meeting when Howard said he'd left, we're going to leave. Yeah. And was it Tom Tom Peters? I can't remember that. What? It was Pipes that told us, wasn't it? I think he just got out of his seat and went, yes. He went, <laughs> <laughs> we were in the meeting when he said I he was going. Cool. That, to be honest. <laughs> well, we didn't have a good season, eh? So. Mm. You were buzzing, they were like, you were Well, leaving. for me particularly, because I, it was, or the clue changing manager, or myself mm, out. Yeah, it's one of the things. It worked well for me because me arrived. It was a fresh affair. I think for the clue as well. He arrived with different ideas. Exciting for you. Exciting, yeah. Obviously, big name for the clue. You know, being in the, in the Irish national team. He arrived to a young, with a young squad. Very, very young squad. And I remember he getting players from low in the leagues, uh, like Dean Whitehead, Danny Collins, uh, oh, yeah. and many others. Credit to him, to be honest. The recruitment was good. He paid off. Because I think he took over with a few games to go in that Premier League season. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think we won a game, did no, we? No, we had to win 10 games in 10. I it, think it was, yeah, it was mission impossible. It must have been even more frustrating because that season was obviously that te terrible season with the lowest point and you're not playing and you can't even affect things. Yeah. Did you think when after relegation, it, I'll move on? Well, I didn't play that that 10 games, the last 10 games. I didn't play much. And that's why I I told him I, I want I'm to going. leave. And then obviously, Sam arrived. 
uh, he changed a few things around. A lot of players left the club. Um, and then uh, I think with 10, 15 players left the club. Uh, so it was a lot of players left the club. And then new players arrived and, uh, and I have a conversation with him and he convinced me to stay. Uh, so Had you got options to leave? Couple options in Spain, if I'm not wrong. It wasn't nothing more or less done, but it was few options in there. Uh, but I wanted to stay in the club. I like it. I like it here, you know. Uh, I, I thought I could provide to the club. And, and you know, funny enough, you know, that season I played 40 games and we were in the FA Cup semi-final. Um, we got in the playoff. We got knocked out in the playoff. So I played nearly like 40, 45 games. So um, I felt like I, I could do more for the club. Back. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why I stayed. Yeah. Did you like Mick? I like Mick, yeah, yeah. I think Mick was, it was one of them where I was black or white, you know, it's not nothing in between, you know, he like you, he hate you. Uh, and he was quite honest, at least with me, you know, some players might, might seem different, but uh, it was good. Uh, him and Taff, remember? It's um, Ian Evans. Yeah. It's good to enjoy playing for a manager, you know, when you play uh, and you feel like you always got the manager, like back you up and uh, uh, you get that truth with Dennis well, that he's been honest with you, you've been honest with Dan. It's, it's not easy for a manager to get that relationship with the players. And I think he, he built that, that group from scratch and it was good. We got knocked out. I think Palace beat us in the semis and then we won the league the year after. Yeah. It was just that Premier League. You know, the, we talk about his recruitment to get us out of the championship. But yeah. That recruitment in the Premier League was... I think the way he went down was signing the, trying to sign the best, best players the in the championship, championship. Yeah. To, to come up with us. And it just did, didn't work, did it? Yeah, I, I think it had something to do with the funds as well. I don't think the clue provide the money probably he wanted. So obviously that season was... It was tough, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, we didn't have probably a, a team to compete in the Premier League. I can't remember getting beat for many goals. It was always 1-0, 2-1, 3-1, but it wasn't like enough for us to like... Just a goal scorer, you need. Yeah, it? I mean, goal scorer, maybe <laughs> defensively well. It was a bit of favourites in there. Yeah. Is, this, is this when you've come, you've just come through then, this? Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't blame him. No. <laughs> it was a bit of favourites in there. We need to improve. So I, I, like, how far into this, into that season are you like, we fucked here. So you, you got, yeah, what did you get, 16 points? Yeah. 15, 16 points? Yeah. yeah. So you must know by August, September. October, November, we're done here. And you always know because normally you're looking at the manager, aren't you? You're going, oh, he's, he's killing us. And, but it wasn't like that, was it? No. The players were just like, we're just yeah, not I just don't enough. think we're good enough as a, as a team. I think, you know, sometimes when you're playing in a good team and you're playing, well, you've been there, you know. When you've I've not played, played in many. <laughs> even, so it was a good team, not probably as good as we needed for to compete in the Premier League. Was there a togetherness in the dressing room? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. I it, think so. Yeah, just it was, don't think, yeah, just don't the think quality was there. Yeah. And lads that he brought in were just having a bad time. Like, remember the stick that Kelvin used to get? Yeah, oh, Kelvin yeah, Davis was Kelvin made Davis, a bit of a yeah. scapegoat. And, and it was good for Ipswich. It was really good. I think the, it's all about confidence. Well, we know results go in your way. You, you get confident. Everything seems to be okay. Something you need look on your side as well. Well, that season, everything looked it was against us you know 
Remember Matt, Matt Taylor, the lad at Portsmouth, the left winger slash left back? He Post might have Portsmouth. ended up there. I think he ended yeah. up at West Ham. He's got a great goal. From the halfway oh. line. And that when Calvin must have just been like, fuck me. The ball's just <laughs> yeah. dropped and he's hit it on the volley. Yeah, I, I can't remember it. And that's when it was, it turned toxic that season, didn't it? By the end. I remember Breen, he got, um, we played Gary Breen, Bolton away, made a tackle in midfield and our fans are shouting, Red, send him off, send him off. Yeah. And you just think, well, obviously not good enough. It's not for the sake of trying, was it? They had like honest, honest, honest lads. It was awful. And you need to understand the fans obviously pay for the tickets. They want to see the team playing well, winning. And we didn't provide that to them. Yeah. No, did your lad, so did your lads lay low around the town and that then? Absolutely not. No. Th <laughs> 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 well, that's yeah. the problem. You were still at fucking Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday. No, no, Premier League money, fuck it. It was a sad, a sad season for us as well. Yeah. We did, none of us wanted Mick to go. No, no, really. Left, that, that, that's a testament really for him as a manager. The fact that results aren't coming, but you don't want the manager to go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And sometimes you don't know what's coming next. So you're replacing a good, honest manager, but obviously you don't know what's, what's coming next. But obviously the season we have, things need to change, yeah? That's common sense, you know, football doesn't give you much time now. Yeah. Probably have more time before. Now managers, you know, six, less and less seven, now. ten games, mm -hmm. you know, start getting questioned. You know, I mean, look, Newcastle got beat two, three times and then the manager get questioned about what's happening. So, but you must yeah. have had a great chance of going straight back up. If you signed the best players from the championship that went down, or do you think you just need to do another clear out? I think that's, and that's what happened. It was a bit of a bit of a shambles that following pre-season. Remember, I think we went to Bath University without the manager. I think Pete Fryer yeah, took yeah. the whole pre-season, the physio, took all the fitness oh, stuff. Oh, she didn't have a manager? No. No. And there was talk of the takeover at that time, wasn't there, with Quinny? Quinny. And there was rumours about Roy Keane and this and that. But in the end, Quinny appointed himself as manager. And that's, that's, the, just, that's the season I left. Yeah. Are, are, had you made that decision by the end of the season that you were no, going to be going? No, I think I made that decision on pre-season. Because, because of the chaos? It's just chaos. Imagine going to a pre-season without manager, without just staff, you know, just uh, the, well, the physio. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a fitness coach in there. Was it a fitness coach in there? I can't oh, remember. I don't think we did. No, uh, just so it was. <laughs> you have a good few <laughs> nights out in Bath. <laughs> just all turning up with just Pete, Pete in middle of fields. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> right, Pete, where's everyone? Yeah, just me. What are we doing today, Pete? Excuse me, I've just got these strappings to do. <laughs> to be honest, we 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 respect him. You know, we we try to do the best we can. But I saw at that time the clue didn't know. You know what's what was going to happen. Uh, it wasn't a path where they were looking to go. And then Middlesbrough came and, you know, uh, they were interested in me, obviously being in the Premier League. Was that McLaren? No. So McLaren was there when they got beat in the semi-final, in the final, sorry. And then uh, Southgate became the manager. So Southgate more or less finished that season and went from being a player to be a manager and that was his first role. Were you his uh, first ever and signing? And that was his first signing. Uh, so he became a manager and, you know, a month after he, he signed me. So for was me, it, it was, you know, um, a step forward, you know. I think my time you, was done in Sunderland at that time. And then obviously uh, I want you to carry on playing, you know, as high as you can, you know, as you do, don't you? Were there other options? 
I have an option to go to Espanyol, Barcelona. Uh, that was that was quite a strong one. It was more or less done there. And then... Uh, so you basically like, fuck the idea of moving to Spain off then? I'm not going well, back to Spain. Well, at that time in Spain, it was... Uh, they more or less put a country together. But then they say, okay, well, this money, we're going to pay this money like this, this money like that. So it was a bit like... The country was a bit like, messy in a way. And then, obviously, myself being in England for six, seven years, I knew how things work in here. Uh, and then Middlesbrough came. He presented a, a, you know, a contract for me to play in the Premier League. So I saw, well, look, the strong team, they got fantastic players. I'd rather stay here. You know, I know the place, I know the area. Uh, it's a good contract, then, wasn't it? Eh? It was a good contract. Wasn't <laughs> is, it, is it the proverbial new challenge? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. New yeah. challenge without having to move. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gareth. <laughs> How was he? Southgate. Oh, it was good. It was a really, really good block. Uh, is he a coach or is no, he a manager? No, he was manager. And then he had a lot of people uh, helping him out. Colin Cooper was there uh, helping him out. And at that time, Middlesbrough have some fantastic players. Unbelievable. It's about right. how you've gone from working with Chris Brown to Mark Viduka. <laughs> <laughs> Mendy Atta. You're cool, Brown. <laughs> Don't laugh at him, Julio, man. Don't encourage nah, Listen, put it this way. I went from playing with young players to like playing with like international players. Yeah. You, know, so you weren't babysitting like, anymore. <laughs> it was some good players in there. Yakubu Viduka, you mentioned. Boateng. Mendieta, obviously Stewie Downing was doing really well at that time. It was more like experience and he was, you know, first team player. Um, and then you have, you know, uh, Abel Xavier, Mark Suarez, uh, Boaten, captain. Uh, it was, it was a proper low, team, aren't you? Yeah. It was a lot of good players and that's what I wanted, you know, become a better player by playing alongside mm -hmm. them. Uh, and the intensity in the in the session, everything was like, it was good. I enjoy. And, and Southgate obviously have a big task because it's not easy to like become a manager and managing the players that you were playing with yeah. them yeah. the season before, leaving some of your teammates out of the squad. Some of the lads, they were traveling with you in the car, leaving them out. How did he deal with it that? It probably helped you well, a boring bastard, didn't it? Like, I can't imagine him being very lively in the dressing room as a player. Yeah. Look, as a player, I don't know what he was like because obviously I never played with him. But as a manager, uh, it was good. He was honest. Uh, he never really had a, a, a right go. Uh, it was his personality. He didn't need to. Probably the other ones could do that bit. Uh, but I think the hardest part for him was to deal with that, you know, that transition. That transition. But he done well. First season was good. We it more or less happened the same in Sunderland. The first season was good. Second season, we finished about 13, 14 in the table. And the season after, uh, we got relegated. Um, and then he started the championship with us. We were top in the league. Um, lost some players. And then he got sacked. Uh, I think we were top of the league with Newcastle, if I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. And then after five, six games, if I'm not wrong, he got sacked. Because Middlesbrough got relegated, but Sunderland ended up, up going back up with Keane. Was yeah. there a point when you thought, Made the wrong I wish choice. I'd stuck around? So after being a year in, in Middlesbrough, uh, obviously Roy Keane arrived in the club, 
And the year after, Sunderland Trench signed me again. But Middlesbrough didn't, didn't want to let me go uh, at that time. Would you have gone? Well, it was a hard decision. I was playing in Middlesbrough. Uh, but, you know, it, it was it was good to hear, you know, a clue that you've been there. When you're back. When you're back. And mean yeah, that you don't, well. Yeah, especially, uh, it means that you done something good there, you know. Uh, but it was hard for me to like, leave Middlesbrough. You know, they, they provide me a great opportunity. Uh, a great contract. Playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to that. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> Did you get, do you get any stick from the Sunderland fans when you went back? Because even though it's not Newcastle, Sunderland, there's still a rivalry there and they were middle. Oh, I'm sure so some close. fans probably were, were upset about me being there or going there. I think people understood that I want to play, you know, I was only 25, 26, so I want to play as high as I could. And uh, I think the majority of the people talking the right way would have been different if I went to Newcastle. Yeah. Put it that way. I think the rivalry between, well, you know, it's like Sandra and Newcastle is a lot bigger than, than Sandra and Middlesbrough. We are, you know, the last 10, 15 years, we have a lot, you know, few players that went from Middlesbrough to Sandra and Grand Lebete. Obviously, Stewie came from Middlesbrough to Sandra and on loan. So I don't think the rivalry is uh, as big as uh, mm. the, the one with Newcastle. We've got to mention loads of people asked about the Shearer, Shearer tackle. Yeah, yeah. I think they they make it they make it a lot bigger than what it was. Uh, we played Newcastle. We got beat. I think it was four 0 that game. One nil up uh, at half time. We were. You yeah. What? One nil up at half time. One. Yeah. I remember like it was me and him going for a ball, and uh, he must he must land in the wrong way because uh, he wasn't even a tackle. To be honest, uh, we just went for the ball. He land wrongly, and then uh, I think he done his meniscus, no? Uh, but uh, look, uh, it wasn't any malicious tackling there. People make a, uh, you know, maybe something bigger of that. Look, I always say Shire was was a great footballer, you know. Uh, so, so the Sunderland fans thought, he's done Shire for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 him. Yeah. But, you see, he's uh, a great player until you're on the train from Sunderland to Newcastle, and then he's a wanker, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what? They got me into that. One of the, I was watching. I went to see Sunderland Newcastle uh, away. Sunderland won one nil that day. First time I go, I went away with the fans. Oh, Julio gives a song. Julio gives a song. I didn't know any song. <laughs> and one of my mates should say like, just do this one. And as soon as it started, I said, like, I'm going to be in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you in your career? Have you retired? No, I was retired. Right. So imagine so you just now. Being, <laughs> I know. So you, you met so when Shearer's a wanker and you well, went, Well, it was more like, Shearer is. I didn't, I didn't really sing. I went like, Shearer is. And then I stopped in there. And then everyone was like, Ah, uh, so you uh, didn't actually say it. was a bit banter. Uh, thing is, there is a lot of peer pressure. Yeah. You've been there, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. I just ignore it. Yeah. Give us a song, I just ignore it. Yeah. Take the booze. Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> obviously, I don't know him as a person. As a player, you know, even I play for Sunderland, you have to be honest, don't you? He was a great footballer. Done, done fantastically well for the national team. Uh, so, you know, uh, nothing bad to say about him. What was Mark Viduka like as a character? Strange. <laughs> He'll go past one morning and probably don't, don't say good morning. You know, he just go past and he shouldn't. Did he see me? You know, he was like one of them, like, Mark, you know. Mark. And then the next morning he said, how you doing? You all right? It was a bit like, uh, yeah, it was a bit strange. But uh, 
what a great footballer he was. Was he a good yeah. trainer? Uh, when he wanted to be, yeah. He could turn up and he was something he was lazy. Uh, but uh, when he was on, he was a great footballer. I mean, I, I remember playing in the midfield because I went from left back to the centre midfield and I have him and Jakub in front of me and you will pass the ball as hard as you could and then just the ball will stick on his feet and he'll protect the ball. He was so strong, uh, good on his feet, good turning, very, very good turning. You know, when you had that, that centre back right next to you, it will turn and will push them away. It was, yeah, great, great football. I think he's the best I've seen at that. Just getting his ass in and just turning. Not the quickest one, it's, no. but he made it look you easy. know, in small spaces, especially inside the box, it was great. Turning and just I'm having sure a shot. He, I'm sure he scored an actually against us in, uh, up at Middlesbrough in the FA Cup for Hull. And I think he's, I mean, I, mean, I even scored four. I just thought he's good him. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was good. Not bad him. Well, it was good at Leeds. Yeah. It was good at Leeds. And then um, him and Yaku, that was a good partnership. Yeah. Then I think they, they brought Tunchai, Tunchai and Amido. They came after then. Well, uh, he liked me though, because he came to Barnsley and he was fucking bigger than me. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was a big old piece of kit. He, he was, was a fluctuator, uh, wasn't he? With Mido. I think Mido is probably one of the strikers I play with. When he was fit and he want, when he wants to like do it right. But like you say, he could go one summer and just come back. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> what, what, what happened there? And then he will get fit straight away. Yeah, we've heard so that, that was before. like, you know, like boxers do. They let themselves go and then like, get fit. Middle will do that. Uh, I don't know if it's something to do with his body or what, but uh, when he was fit, what left foot he have? He was, he have ever seen. I mean, that's why he played in the teams, some of the teams he played. Mm. I mean, he's talking about Ajax, uh, he played in Spain. Uh, he was shit on he played in, in Rome. I don't know if it was Rome or Lazio. Uh, he played in France. I think, uh, so you've been around. Uh, <laughs> Loves the challenge. That bastard ended up at Barnsley. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, he was on something range of you, obviously playing. Did them, like did them sort of players frustrate you? Do you know, like, oh, he's, oh, he's just not, he's just not asked today. I, I like him. Uh, he, he was, I get on well with him. So I would say to him, like, come on, man, just get, get yourself right. You're like, you okay, incredible if you want to be. No, Mark will look after himself. Hmm. He was just, Lazy in the way something you should like, you know, get up in the morning and probably. But then on the games, he'll provide to you. Mm. Where Amido, he was frustrated that he lets himself go. Something like, you know, instead of looking after himself a bit more, because he has so much potential. I remember having conversation with him. Mido, you, you're massive for us. You know, you, you're a big, big part of the team. I don't know, it's just something like, he's in bother, something he didn't seem bother. I remember one precision, he came back overweight and he got so fit him, he was flying, unbelievable. And he trained really, really hard. So I don't know why he put in that position where he could have been in a stable line all the time, but- Just he, couldn't maintain it. Yeah, he couldn't maintain it. That's probably the best way to describe it. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mm. What was he like, um, rock and back? 
Fabio, good footballer, uh, very, very good. Um, different style of Brazilian players are like, you know, always you see Brazilian players like very technically, he was technically, but Brazilian footballers at that time, they didn't like, they didn't like for, for a challenge, and, you know, for a 50-50. It was more like, you know, pulling away where he'll go for attack. Falling. It was a bit dirty. Uh, <laughs> I was playing alongside him in the midfield. And he, he was strong midfield, you know. Uh, he have everything. What was he like as a character? Because he went, he went to prison, did he, for cockfighting? Really? Yeah, he did. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. it is. Blood sports. It is or Well, back in Brazil. Oh, not his willy. He's yeah. the chickens. Oh. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a bit quiet. Uh, he was one of them players that, you know, arrived training and then like, finished training, go home. Yeah. Uh, he I didn't do his any, any extra work. I used to see him once in a while, which to me like a little bit, but he kept he kept for himself, you know, obviously. He had to get back to train his cocks to train <laughs> chickens, <didn't he? laughs> I had to get off lads. I've got a big Saturday. Who were your mates that yeah. got in trouble? Who what? were your mates? Like who would you go out with? Yeah, Tunchai, uh, I used to get on with Mido. Mido uh, it was good. Uh, I remember like uh, in his house, uh, Mido have all these uh, shishas, you know, the smoking uh, pipes yeah. that they do a lot uh, in Egypt. And yeah, he'll get in his house and he have three or four going on of them. Oh, Mido, probably <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon. You <laughs> uh, don't want to do that. Uh, bellowing but out. That's a culture for them. Yeah. You know, like, you know, people, uh, People like he after work go for a pint or two. Uh, for him, it was like just culture having having that in the house. Did you ever Very have good. it in your career when a, a young lad's come over from Argentina or something similar to what you did? And were you the Emerson Tom where you could look after them and help them settle in? Did you ever have? have I helped have that? Um, a player that came to uh, Middlesbrough, uh, Emmanuel Ledesma, uh, young player came from Argentina, and he had he was a bit older than me. He was 24, 25. Uh, he had a language problem, uh, so I was more or less doing everything for him, trying to find a house, helping his wife with the baby, uh, going to NHS appointments with them, trying to like be translator, uh, you know, being on the phone through the bank, like all the stuff that Emerson used to do yeah. for me. Uh, I was more like an assistant, but because I was there before, I knew what it felt like, mm. not yeah. being available to communicate with anyone. So I didn't mind doing, you know, uh, I was trying to like make his life easy away from football as comfortable yeah. as he could for him to like be comfortable on the football side. Obviously oh. we've never done it, but I can imagine like, can you imagine going to Colombia and yeah. playing in Colombia? We're just I, I did in 19. Yeah, you've, I, I don't know, I, I don't think I'd be able to cope with it all, mate. He didn't see many English players at that time going abroad. Mm, yeah. Probably the first one, one of the first one, obviously, uh, apart from the, the Linekers and, you know, others that went abroad and Beckham when he went to Madrid yeah. and Michael, Michael, Michael Owen follow. Uh, obviously, Gascoigne, you know. Uh, but we're abroad. lucky because when English lads go to, say, Italy or Germany or whatever, a lot of lads still speak English, English yeah. over yeah. there. But imagine if em Emerson wasn't here or... Um, who else was? Was, was uh, Stefan Suarez speak a bit Spanish as well? Yeah, imagine if they weren't here. Yeah, it would have just, and that would be us. Yeah, yeah. in Colombia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have. It was just hard to like. Sunday it was even hard to like if things weren't right in the in the board in the in the changing room, uh, and the manager say, "Oh, we'll meet tomorrow half ten. Say, so, yeah, 
if no one was there for me to translate, I, I, I wouldn't know what he was saying. So what, what time? Yeah, I was trying to like figure out, you know, where here in the training ground or in the stadium. So it was just anything that it was easy for you half time tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was like, so I need to go and see the secretary. <laughs> and, uh, remember Tracy? Yeah. Uh, I remember like she was every time I used to go and see her. As soon as I entered the door, she would pick the dictionary, open up, and I have the dictionary with me, open up, and that's the conversation we used to have. Yeah. So anything I, I didn't understand, she would show me in the dictionary. Yeah, that's what I meant. And then I, I will try to like say something to her. This is why I'm. It was like crazy. <laughs> Just the stuff that. Oh, oh, take yeah. fucking hell, he's here again. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably, probably. She, she, yeah, she probably sick of me. Because <laughs> even now you've got Google Translate and everything. You just speak oh, into you your phone, everything. don't you? And then it translates. I think every, every football team, especially when you're talking Premier League, you got a lot of people helping yeah. you out. They do everything for you now. You've had a turn from a boy to a man in a. a what's, the fl what's the flight from Argentina to England? Every time you can nearly two flights, take you about 18, 20 hours. Yeah, so you so, land in England and you're on your own. On your own, similar. yeah. Yeah, the, the, the first few months I was in a hotel and then they put me in an apartment in the marina, Sunderland Marina, and I was there on my own. So I used to like, Alex Ray used to pick me up to go to training. So I used to go train, finish, come back home. Train, finish, What's come back home. What's that conversation like in car? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, he used to pick me up first in the hotel in Durham uh, and it was a good, 20, 25 minutes in the car. It was the longest 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was tracking. Again, for me, didn't really work out. Uh, obviously, he came from Celtic, if I'm not wrong, big, big team. Uh, he made a lot of changes in the, in the club. He brought a lot of Scottish players uh, to Middlesbrough. On big money they, as well. They're on big, big money, money yeah, right yeah they, they pay some good money for some of the players. Some of the players done well. Some of the players probably didn't perform as, as what the club expected then. Gordon have a, a hard character, you know, especially with young players, you know. Uh, it was just some of the things he used to do, like for the players, like didn't really work out. Uh, some of the things he, he used to do when, when the team didn't play well or we didn't get a, a result on Monday, we'll run, but we'll run without warming up. I think it was Gary, Gary O'Neill. Uh, he done his hammy once. You should start sprinting, you know, blow the whistle, go, you know, do one side, then you do two sides, then you do three sides, then you do four sides. And then like, players were thinking like, how can we do that without warming up? But that was a strange thing to do, you know, and- uh, Was he just he, not bothered? Well, you, play, you upset players by doing that, don't you? And that's what you learn, you know. I remember now, well, when I say I'm a manager, I just I remember all this stuff that you learn the good things and the bad things that you don't want to do to the players. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to put the players against you, you know, that's probably something that you mm -hmm. don't want to do. And uh, we used to do that and it was like, it was hard. Which manager moved you into centre midfield? Southgate. Did it? Well, what happened, I, I signed for Middlesbrough. The first, I don't precise in the first game, I got a back kick on my, on my foot that broke my toe. So I was left out for, well, left for two months uh, on the side, recovering. Andrew Taylor, young lad, came to play as a left back, done well. And then they moved me into, into the midfield uh, with George Watten. Then it was me and, um, and uh, Fabio Rochenbach. Uh, and then I just ended you know, up being in that position. You know, I done well the first season. The second season, I think he made me captain. 
for some time. Gordon came over, moved me to the left wing again. And then on the Tony Mowbray, I was uh, left wing again. How uh, did you find it going from, well, starting out as a left back to ending up playing centre midfield? Well, it's just, I think centre midfield is all about awareness, you know, you need to like constantly check mm -hmm. what's going on around. Well, left wing is just up and down, down the line, mm -hmm. you know, in, out. Well, midfield is like, you need to be sharp on what you're going to do. You know what you need to do before the ball arrives. Because, you know, it's a lot of people. I enjoy that position. Um, but obviously then, go injured. Um, I was out for three or four months with an injury ligament uh, against Sunderland. I scored against Sunderland. Uh, it was a, a true, true all uh, at home. You celebrate? celebrate. Uh, no, I didn't. No? No, could not celebrate against Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but typical, you play against your old team and uh, everyone was there, a base goal. I ended up scoring. <laughs> and then I go into, I went for a tackle with uh, Dwight York. Strong tackle. Uh, it wasn't malicious, but it was a strong tackle. And I done my medial ligament, so that pulled me out for three, four months. And again, you know, when you're out for three or four months, you fight for your position again. And uh, it took me a bit long to like uh, get back on the team. Did you get released and then sign back again? I finished the contract. Uh, and then... Um, the clue, well, we, we're trying to decide, you know, uh, waiting for the clue to offer me something. I talked about four, five, six weeks. Right. And then more or less before the season started, they offered me another year on the Tony Mowry. Um, and that was my last professional year in football. I have a problem with my foot that uh, I was carrying out from my, since I was 25. Uh, obviously, no one knew about it. Um, I started in Sunderland. I remember playing a game in Sunderland, and I I went to kick a ball, and I kicked someone's foot with, right with my front toe, uh, and that caused something on the showing, on the big toe, and that started giving me a lot of problems. And um, the first cortical injection, I remember it lasts 18 months, 24 months, it was good. And then through the years, it was down to 18, 12, and it was, I was in Middlesbrough. Last time I had an injection on that, and it lasted three weeks. So that was my foot. Obviously, the showing have no cartilage at all, bone to bone. Basically, just masking. Yeah. It's just, masking yeah, the just problem. Gone, yeah. And then um, that's when I went for, for an operation uh, before my contract ended with Middlesbrough. And it took me bloody two years to recover. Really? And that's how, how they decided to stop. How old were you? I was only 31, 32. Yeah. I was, you know, I always been fit. Um, but it was frustrated. It took me so long to like recover. I was trying to go for a run and it hurt so much. How long did they say the initial recovery had taken? I say it was going to be six months, probably. And after six months, it was just, you know, normally, you bend your, your toes, try to run, and it could not bend my big toe. It was just really uncomfortable. Obviously, being the left foot as well, my, my strongest foot, I could not kick the ball too hard. Uh, so I was out for, yeah, two, two and a half years. And then slowly going to running, start playing a bit tennis, so it was no contact. So you basically just retired by it, Well, yeah, more or less, uh, more or less uh, I saw well, after being two years out, it's going to be hard to get back. But to be honest, thinking now, 
I could have come, I could have gone back because uh, I could have tried playing, you know, uh, in another league. If it was in the Championship or, or the Premier League, you know, I could have gone to probably abroad. But um, yeah, I started doing my my coaching license and then I joined the Sunday Team League. Willow Pond. <laughs> Willow Pond. <laughs> so that was uh, that was an experience. I did that. And uh, it came about like just the, that was uh, yeah. That was an experience. Uh, I don't know if you ever played Sunday League before. Uh, you didn't have a chance. No. no. I don't even like watching it to be honest. <laughs> oh. Watching it like that. Oh. How old were you? Were you I was 33, 34. And you rocked up at Sunday League. What happened is like after being out for two years, two and a half. Uh, obviously, I know a lot of people in here in Sunderland and. Just one of my mates said to me, look, I know you try to get fit. I said, why you don't come and play for us a few times? See what you feel like. And, and I didn't know much about Sunday leagues, to be honest. You know, <laughs> apart from what you see on TV, big, big tackles and, you know, big lads. And uh, and I said, are you sure? Yeah, it's a few games. And then like, I, I said, okay. I can imagine you, mate, just tell it rest of, I've got a signing, lads. He's coming yeah. down this week. And I, don't, I don't think he told anyone. It's just like basically give me the, the forms and sign on, on the, Thursday, whatever, and then he, he put the forms in and then... Uh, you get on, international on a, clearance. On a, Sunday, <laughs> on a Sunday, I was there. I remember, like, that was my first experience in the Sunday League. I remember arriving there and, you know, it's like Sunday League, the lads out all night on a Saturday and then they turn up on a Sunday. So arriving in the changing room, like, it was these two lads outside the changing room being sick. Uh, <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> Honestly, you could tell they were really, really pissed. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and I went past and I, and I told my mate, you see the two lads? I said, yeah, they're playing for us today. <laughs> they're back and centre. That's Viduka and Yakubo. And that was that was my introduction to Sunday League. It was good in a way. Uh, Were you I, targeted? I, eh? Were you targeted? Yeah, I was a few times, yeah. yeah. I was a few naughty tackles in yeah. there. You know what football is like? Football, you always more or less socialise with footballers when you play in football. And I went down there to like socialize with people doing different roles, you know, plumbers, joiners, you know, builders. You get to know different people. And that's what I'm like, you know, I like to like know different people, socialize with different people, get away from that football bubble that uh, we normally are when you're playing football. And, and I got to meet some, some really nice people, some of the people I still in touch with. Do you, you think know? that helped you with dropping out of the game? The fact that you've, you're still kind of dipping your toe in and playing a little bit, but meeting completely different people, a new set of friends and this and that. Yeah, that helped me. Uh, having a run around on a Sunday uh, helped me, obviously mentally, you know. Did you uh, ever turn up and be sick? And no, I never done that. No, <laughs> never done that. I was sitting healthy before the games. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was it was good, good experience. I played for them nearly a year. I have Sky Sports coming over and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember like when Sky, Sky came over uh, the day before, the lads being in the hairdressers, like doing it all, you know, all the hairs, like, being nice on camera. I bet there was uh, some rascal dudes as well. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, some of the places we play, it was just like, it's more or less starting all over again in football, mm. you know? When you're young, you go and play in different places, like where the pitch is like that. Uh, probably the lines are not probably marked. Yeah. I was just like that. I enjoy playing football again, you know? You know when I like, get away from all this pressure mm -hmm. of like performing every week and you know if you don't perform, you're on the bench and if you're not playing, the fans going to be on your back. Where there, I was just at the freedom of just go and play. Were you ripping you know? it up? 
Eh? Were you ripping it up? Well, I was I was running around. I was trying hard. Yeah. The player was saying, why, why are you running around? You know, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? I'm competitive, man. I want to win every game. I've always been like that. And, and to be honest, I put something on their heads and they were turning up. I tell you now, they were going for it. You know, they see me running around and they will follow me and they will tackle people and they will fight. And, you know, uh, it was good, man. It's just enjoyable. Um, some good footballers in the Sunday League. Good footballers that they don't really want to push themselves. You know, technically talented, but they should rather do something else yeah, and then yeah. turn up on the on the weekend and just have, have a big banter with the lads. When was it that you signed for Shields? Was that so during? I signed for Shields um, just eight, nine months after being Sunday League. The manager there uh, got in touch with one of my mates and uh, he asked me to, to go and meet with them. And at first I said, no, I don't want, I don't want to know anything about it. You uh, just enjoy him playing. Yeah, him yeah. Uh, Did you have a, a, an enforcer in your Sunday league team? You know, somebody tries doing you, like Tommy the Builder. Also well, I have a few boys looking after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a few centre midfields, like big lads. <laughs> so don't worry, we'll look after you. But uh, yeah, they came over and uh, they asked me to like uh, have a walk with them. And obviously the clue was just a starting point. Uh, I mean, everything was nothing like it is now. I don't know if you've been there, but... Uh, I played against you for South Shields. Oh, York? Yeah. At home? Yeah. Mm. So, the well, the stadium club. is even better now than yeah. when, when they, you were there. Um, so, so yes, I have a few conversations. The chairman just arrived at the clue. He was trying to invest a lot of money in there or trying to get the clue back alive. And yes, I started playing with them when they were in Division 10. So, we are silly, if I'm not wrong. A play going from Premiership, well, Premier League, Championship, Sunday League <laughs> <laughs> to, to Willow, well, Willow Punch, like South Shields. I was more or less like climbing my way up again, you know. <laughs> um, but South Shields, was, um, it was going back in time with South Shields uh, in a way that uh, going back in time, I will say probably 25, 30 years ago, when you play next to the fans, you could see the fans watching a game with a pint in their hands. It was more like a family clue, if you know what I mean. Community, uh, like yes. community spirit. Yeah, it was it was like that. Um, and slowly the clue started building up. Uh, when I went there, it was only a few hundred. Then obviously, after a few games, uh, people started coming through the doors, became four or five hundred. And now we have, I mean, we're talking now, areas gone by, but uh, we're talking having over 2,000. It must be nice for you to have been part of that whole journey, you know, manager. Yeah, it was good. It was good for the clue, to be honest. The clue done well signing the managers they were there. Um, they done really well to sign the players that they signed. I seen they always sign players that they were above the league where we play. And um, in three years, we won more or less everything. First season, we won the league. Second season, I think we won four different cups. Uh, we won the, the FA bus in Wembley. Mm. Um, I think you play. We played that day. The day yeah. Same, yeah. We and you won as well. Yeah. Yeah. I so. wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yes, we, we won four, four different cups that season. And then we got promotion again. So it was three promotions in a row. Uh, so the club became, you know, massively well known around the country uh, for doing so well in, in a short time. 
And, and yeah, three years, three and a half years. And then, uh, yeah, when I was 38, going to 39, that's when I packed it in. We got promotion and the higher you go in the leagues, the more travel you start doing three hours yeah. in here, four hours in there. I didn't enjoy that much, the traveling. Somebody asked about the game against Morpeth with the floodlights. Oh, Did you yeah. cut, the floodlight, cut the wires for the floodlights was, or something? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened that game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get blamed for everything. Cheater, uh, <laughs> the lights. Uh, that game, I think we're getting beat. It was 3-1 or 4-1. Yeah, against them. I got sent off, I think, halftime, uh, before halftime. What for? I got a yellow card first and then second yellow card, went for a tackle, strikers came on top of me, I kind of pushed it away. I think it was something like that and then got a second yellow card, so it was a soft yellow card. Got sent off and then went in the stands and 10 minutes before the game, bush. Everything was dark. <laughs> so, you know when you start Someone looking at people around... Someone sent me some clippers. <laughs> with gloves on. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then lights went off and obviously everyone started looking at each other. What's going on? They have a lot of people coming to the stadium, you know, uh, electricians having a look at this, having a look at that. I could not tell you what happened there. I don't know. So I mean, the result? People guessing, oh, they done it on purpose, this and that. Look, I don't know what happened there. I was just in the stand watching the game and then like 10 minutes before the game, everything just went off. And then, you know, we play. Smithy, electrician from Sunday League. Smithy, are you busy? Can you come and do us a favour? You can come and turn this electric off, could you bigger? Well, the hardest thing for them to take was we play then a game in their pitch and then we more or less battle them 4-1. So, the, so that, the game? The game was cancelled. The game void? Yeah. So Start was, to get a new one. That's when the, the rivality between Morbid and South Shields became obviously. Does the red card get wiped? Does the red card get wiped as well? Uh, yes, because I, I play against them. Uh, so. So double whammy result and red card. On the, on this, on the, obviously on their pitch, and we, we beat them 4 1. So obviously, it was hard for them to take. Like, I mean, any other team will be the same, don't you? Winning 4 1, lights go off. And then we ended up winning the FIA bus uh, the same the same the same year. Is yeah, that a proper you. rivalry now? Well, yeah, I think after Created that, a rivalry. Yeah, you understandable why obviously it's a, a big rival there. After that yeah. blatant tomfoolery, yeah. <laughs> the rivalries come from. Yeah, <laughs> like when you're yeah. losing on Championship Manager, so you turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it happen to you at Donny? With Donny, when you were sweeping, like, yeah, yeah, the same. It got what? It got abandoned. Three, I think we were winning 3 0. We had a man sent off. I scored a couple. Game voided, but the red card stood. Oh, the red card stood. Goals didn't count. I had to replay the game. We got beat in the returning fixture, and that result cost us. We got, got relegated. Wow. But it you was 3 0 at half time. Pardon? I'm oh, sure right. got the brush sweep in the water off. We were trying to get the water off because we wanted the game to <laughs> yeah, carry, on, carry on, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. But they beat us in the return leg. The, the red card, he got a three game ban. Even though the game was voided, right. and then we end up getting relegated because that, by by one point or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happened. You know, obviously, uh, we beat them, and then uh, they done really well against us. The first half probably was the best, the best, the better team, and then second game we were the better team, and then lucky for us we went all the way, and then uh, we achieved the, the trophy in Wembley. That was a massive day for the club. Eighteen thousand people there in yeah. Wembley. 
probably biggest day for the club. Uh, you know, uh, it was great to see a club coming from Division 10, Division 11, all the way to Wembley in a month, three years. So... Is it tough to switch the fuses in plugs and stuff for football? <laughs> like, so. You'll have to tell us how to do it after. Just a bucket of water. <laughs> How's that doing the job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what to do to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, what does it geographically? Do you do you get like Newcastle Sunderland fans? South Shields. Yeah. And you get a mix. You get a mix of Newcastle and Sunderland fans. So uh, where, whenever they're whenever their teams are away, people are Yeah, watch normally or... yeah. It works better for the clue when uh, obviously one of them playing away. Mm. Uh, you get fans through the door. Um you know when it's international weekend that the one is coming. Uh, you get a lot of people through the door if you're doing Christian World well. So, yeah, obviously it depends where they're playing and how, how good Sandra and Newcastle are doing. But now as you're getting yeah, further yeah, and further yeah. up, them, like you said, that more of a community feel. Yeah, but the, fun, the fan base now is a lot bigger. You know, um, against we played Sunderland in, um, in the summer preseason game and it was 4,000 there. So, you know, for a club in Division 6 to have 4,000 there, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, and as I say before, the fan base now been more or less two, two and a half every game, every home game. So Did it's you always good. see yourself as a manager? Did you have aspirations when you finished? To... Well, as I say, when I, when I stopped playing, I started doing my, batch, uh, my coaching batches. Then I go to my B license and I stopped in there. Uh, don't have working in Sunderland Academy. A few years I was there uh, as a learning process. And then last year I go into my A license. And I always been in touch with the club when I left the club, uh, with the chairman and some people in there. And then uh, the club and myself got in touch and the uh, opportunity presented. And uh, I saw, well, I have a go. So yeah, it's, it's good. Different, different. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot more stressful than being a player, of course, you know. Which manager that you've played under have you taken most from? From Either now way, you are in the manager. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Tony Mowbray is one of the managers that uh, I like the philosophy of football he played. You know what he done in Sunderland last year? Unbelievable. Unbelievable the way they would play. I don't see Sunderland ever play like that before. I mean, even with Peter Reed when he was there, that we done well, we finished seven. That wasn't the style of football. It was more long ball, direct, where he brought something different to the club. Uh, that people tried to do that before, but it didn't work out. I remember Poyet, Gustavo Poyet, when he was here. At Sunderland, he tried to do that. It didn't work out. Tony tried young players, probably players no well known around, and it really paid off. Uh, the style totally changed. And then you pick things, positive things and negative things for some managers. I won't say I won't do what he's done. Every manager got good and bad things that, uh, you know, they do in different ways, and you learn from that. You yeah, know, the lads in the sea, yeah. What ice uh, they yeah. won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Funny we enough, the... we got a couple, couple ice baths for them already. So. We had the swans on. We had the swans no, on. That no, that won't be there. No, that won't be there. We do a, we do a lot of analysis with them, but uh, <clears throat> that won't be there. So you, are you full-time then, South Shields? We are full-time, yeah. Full-time. Are yeah. you the, one of the only teams in your league? Where? Uh, I think it's about five, six teams in the league. Mm. So we do everything as... Some of the things in you know high up in the leagues do train every day. Normally off on Wednesday, Sunday, but yeah, we're trying to like myself and Tommy, Tommy Miller, that is helping me out. 
we're just trying to do everything as any professional team, you know, do the right things, uh, looking after them when they need to, that you, you do, you know, you need to look after the players, pushing them, uh, trying to get them as fit as we can. You know, the lower you go in the leagues, you know, it's very, very physical. You need to be fit to play in the leagues. And if you can bring the football on top of that, that's great, but uh, it's a lot of physical things, especially when winter arrives, probably the pitches not going to be as good as we want to be. Good start as well, really. Three points it, off top. Yeah, yeah, we can't complain. Can't complain. New league against new teams, you know, different different standards. Obviously, the higher you go in the leagues, the harder it gets. You're going to go and play against bad teams, bad players. But yeah, it's been good. Um, four wins. We got beat last night against a good team. Uh, Sconto, they were good. They were, they, they were really good, to be honest. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, three points away from the top, so can't complain. Could you lean on Mowbray for players? Young lads at Sunderland coming through, could you take them on loan? You could do, you could do. Uh, the thing is, uh, with players, when you bring players from the academy, ideally you want to bring and play them, because that's what they're coming to you for. If you're going to bring them and put them in the bench and play 10, 15 minutes, that doesn't do anything for you, it doesn't do anything for them. You know, they're uh, a different breed now, though, aren't they? They're not ready, are they? Well, some of them. Play, if you play 20, 21s, 23s football, 18s football, you're not ready. Uh, yeah. Most aren't, anyway. Yeah. But how yeah. do you get ready? Is that the, di is that the, the whole, dilemma? I think the whole system's a problem. Mm -hmm. The whole 23 system's a problem. I, I'm more like a. I'm more a fan of going back to the reserves. Yeah. You know, like when we had reserves, you play against man's. Yeah. yeah. People fight was, for the. You could play against some of the guys who don't play in the first team, go back and play in the reserves, yeah. like I did, and probably some of you did. Fighting for something. And then you you more or less keep yourself fit, because if you're not playing here, you're playing there, and when you need to get back in the first team, you're more or less ready. But you're uh, playing against men and experienced players, experienced and, footballers. And yeah, you could be a young centre-back and playing against someone really experienced. Mm. And then you learn more of that than playing against someone in your own age, yeah. you know? Uh, definitely. But because yeah. uh, I suppose them twenty threes are fighting for a place in the first team, but you're not you're not gaining that experience exactly, from yeah. from the experienced lads. The the old reserve was like a hybrid because you you'd play against men, yeah, and it would be physical. And so it, even though it's not a competitive fixture where you there's thousands of people there or whatever, it's kind of a you're testing the water, you're dipping your toe in a little yeah, bit. When now it just feels well. like you test the yourself. to keep the ball and it all depends on the character of players. You know, yeah. I mean, we, South Shield have a few players that came to Sunderland, from Sunderland, sorry. Boli Momba is a young player. He decides to like go for Sunderland to South Shields, down in the leagues, yeah. Have a right going there and then went from South Shields, Sunderland, Sunderland, Norwich. Norwich, Norwich I think it's Postman now. Plymouth. Plymouth. So something you have to go down mm. to like shoot back on. But some players don't, yeah, some players don't want to know about that. Some players, they think, no, I'd rather be here. Comfortable. It's a pride yeah. thing. And yeah, then, like, you know, again, it's just, you know, mentality, yeah. you know. Uh, pride, like you said. Yeah, so... I can it, remember playing at 17 for Barnsley Reserves against Newcastle and I was playing against international footballers. Yeah. At 17? International centre-halves. Yeah. yeah. It's not happening now, is it? No. We've heard uh, a lot of stories over the years, uh, dressing room antics, that British humour, 
initiations and all that. Was there anything when you come over from South America and talk about that British humour that you've been in dressing room and you're like, what the hell have I come to here? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing I always say is like, every time we, we have a, a meeting with the, Peter Reed and, and Bobby Saxton. Uh, obviously, at the beginning, I could not understand what they were saying. And then when I started speaking a bit English, I mean, it was hard to understand Peter Reed, but he don't want to know how hard it was to understand Bobby Saxton. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> one of them. I mean, it probably was hard for you to understand. So for me, coming from the other side of the world to understand uh, Bobby, uh, it was really, really hard. It was some of the things, as I say, you know, luckily in a football changing room, it's always a board there. Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, humor, uh, it's just different cultures, you know, probably was something funny for for the English yeah. lad, it's not funny for me. <laughs> I, I don't know, you know. Right, just, Argentina, like, you know. would you get people <laughs> pissed on him? Yeah, yeah, you know. Mom, he's just pissed yeah, on the lads. Someone probably come back, you know, having a, you know. In Argentina, would, they, would, you, would you get anybody snipping ties and shitting in wash bags and stuff like that? Is that the same no, kind I of humor? No, I don't think they go that far. No. no? No, they don't go that far over there. That's what I mean, like, when you come here and... Uh, do you remember you the see, first time seeing stuff like that and thinking? No, they, they, I remember that once. But again, for some of the lads, it was funny, but for me, it wasn't that funny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so Gary Bring, I don't know if you were there, he cut everyone's on the pants, uh, or the majority of the lads, he went like through everyone, and uh, he cut them off, and they were like la laughing like, some of the lads <laughs> were angry, and I'm thinking like, what what the hell are you doing that for? <laughs> it wasn't funny for me. So if you do that to me, I would be really upset. I think that was retaliation. I think somebody had done, done something, something to Brini. So yeah. he just took everybody down. Yeah, and he took everyone. Yeah. I, luckily, I was there in the changing room that day. So I saw him doing it and I asked him, what are you doing that for? You're not even funny, man. I said, <laughs> I said well, I, I just took everyone in the same bathroom. Yeah. Did you yeah. get your underpants? And yeah, it's just like, Going with the sisters, cutting every one of them. <laughs> By the way, so, one of Harvey Mick's best customers as well, Julio. Yeah. Remember Mickey Holland's uh, Louis Vuitton? Oh, the wash bags and that. You were three times <laughs> it, a week, you were in his office. It was few lads in there. Come to my office. You have this, <laughs> little, this little desk in there. The watches. Like, uh, we have this guy that uh, used to look after us, doing all the massages in there. And used to bring all this... Fay watches and Fay bags and you have everything there. I don't even want to go in details, you know. <laughs> but uh, we just handed the money over and walked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. To be honest, we have some good, uh, some some good characters in there. I mean, we were talking about Sean Thornton before, Chef Willie. Yeah, they were there. They were good characters in there. Uh, funny lads, you know. Funny to us, but not. Funny to yeah, hear. Yeah. <laughs> into weirdos it. Too, I, I don't, at that time, I, I more or less. You got used to it. Yeah, I got used to it. So it was five years being in in UK. So, but yeah, they, they, they were good. I mean, sometimes they, they talk probably too far. You know, you could smell the alcohol in the morning. Some of them, you know, arriving in the training room. That, you know, everyone do their own thing, you know, but. Uh, uh, you know, if seen something like that happen now, I think footballers will go, what are you doing, man? You're mm. not allowed to do that. Well, before, it was it was more more or less normal, normal. you know? Can be your first Christmas do. 
Christmas do. Uh, Christmas do with the lads. Um, well, the first three or four, I didn't turn up because obviously I wasn't comfortable being there. We don't know, like. Um, and then we we went a few times uh, with uh, with the lads. I think we went to Dublin once. Yeah. yeah? Uh, but again, you know, they could they could drink a lot. But after a few pints, I was gone. You know, I was like, <laughs> I couldn't take it. You know, they could go on and on and on. I'm thinking, how much they can drink these lads, you know? <laughs> but uh, we didn't really have like any bad nights, if you know what I mean, any 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 fights that they you I mean, I remember, yes, the lads used to like get drunk and stuff like that. But always was good banter, you know. Uh, uh, I was told when I I think it was on one of the Dublin trips. Someone's put a Johnny on my shoulder. And I didn't have, I must have been there all day. I did not have a clue. <laughs> Nobody told me. I'm a city of being. Weren't full, were it? Jeff. No, well, Why, <laughs> probably one of them. Jeff yeah. Whitley or something. But I was only yeah. 18, 19 and <laughs> did resting. not have a clue. You put a Johnny on your shoulder and you won't know it's there. Uh, I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably 10 hour shift of a condom on my shoulder. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> See, I, I like childish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good. We're, we're laughing here as 40-year-old men and that. We're, we're laughing. Oh, mate. Yeah. Well, Julio, good luck for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, man. all the best for you, man. Thank Brilliant. you very much. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for Thank you. Thanks for watching. So Thanks so much. Corduroy. like it. I do, actually. Yeah. Unlike you, but and I like it. And as... as Fits. Well, it's very oversized. Yeah. So it's it not, is a little it's bit big. Tight. I think it's too big. Yeah? Yeah. See how it's that fits. Yeah. Is it a re recent purchase or is it? Yeah, it's a recent. I like it. Yeah. For your 40th Thanks. birthday, which has just been and passed. Yeah, it has, unfortunately. Do you feel any getting different? Old. Yeah. I'm beginning up at night for a piss twice. <laughs> so I'll come at once. <laughs> or twice. We're good. Yeah, very, very good. good. Holy Olaka. Enjoy it. Yeah, Our first Spanish guest, uh, Argentinian guest. Don't tell him about the, obviously we had the um, gastronomical, yeah. anybody that listened to the last didn't draw. We've just had Leroy, Leroy, Leroy on who's from Dr. Congo. <laughs> <laughs> and he got up to a lot of promiscuous things. <laughs> Is it not Dr. Congo? <laughs> Dominican Republic of Congo. Ah, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Congo, isn't it? Yeah. But I think you meant presumptuous, didn't you? I yeah. you were being very presumptuous when I, mean, I said promiscuous. promiscuous. <laughs> I think just stick to what you know, John. Yeah. Totally Do you know what, Chris? On the way down here, we were talking about a manager. He, went, he, he tries to say too many long words for me. He tries to complicate it. Yeah. And then... Stick to what I know. Yeah. yeah. Stick to the basics. Promiscuous. <laughs> that was very promiscuous from the manager, wasn't it? <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hope everybody's well. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed uh, Julio. Some player. Yeah. Do you remember much about him? Yeah, I can remember him playing. I can't remember like obviously as much as you will, but I can remember him playing, just gliding. Mm -hmm. He was he was better using his studs to control the ball the than I was at anything. Really? I've seen him. I've seen, you know, that Not one even where, shagging. <laughs> I've seen him. Oh, well. 
we'll not get onto that. Maybe not. <laughs> Do you know that one when the defender comes running in, he'll just roll it through the legs and get it the other side. Just a little wisp oh, on just top. Just a little one of them. See you later. I can imagine him being quite frustrated to play against then. Yeah. Was Dragging the ball back. And... So while you were at Sunderland, was he like the the best? Yeah. The best around? Especially like the one that when you'd I lo- played with him. He was... Yeah. Well, that's why he left. He was too good for us at that level. But mm-hmm. even when he first came, his goal that we, took, we spoke about on his debut. Yeah. Beautiful man and all, isn't yeah, he? I like yeah. the tone of his voice is beautiful. I didn't sense a twang, an northeast twang. I was hoping for one, like a, a mid-Argentine, South Julio American. Julio Yeah, Julio Giorgio. Not quite there, which is surprising considering he's been been here for so yeah, long. Yeah. What's he been here? What's he been here 20 odd, 20 odd yeah. years, is it? He was 18, wasn't he, said? He was a pick it up, don't you? Why, aye. <laughs> <laughs> on hey, that. Go on. Whenever, whenever he's like up north or around dad or speaking to his mum or up for oh, his, his accent changes like it does yeah come straight back yeah. I think before I've spoke to you up for now so have you been been back up to your mum's this weekend <laughs> <laughs> twangs yeah. back thick it's like back a grove but I've got a is it a request or is it a question because we had my dad on didn't we yeah and I think we should put it out as a for the masses as a regular yeah we had it on Patreon but I don't know how it's the a good hierarchy. it's I was, I was laughing all over again listening back to it yeah. for the edit. Because I didn't, I, I was a bit nervous for it. He was yeah. shitting himself anyway. L- lack of sleep and all that. <coughs> so I didn't really enjoy it at the time. It was only when I watched it back. What so, was he like afterwards? Did he forget anything? And Oh, he said he woke up middle of the night with two stories that he forgot to tell. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot to turn his script over. That was his problem. <laughs> he didn't turn it over, bless him. <laughs> well, he, he did get confused a bit when... Asking questions, basically, we should have just could have just sat down and just told us his I career. And I think like, oh, we're going off the script here. That's why I couldn't really enjoy it because I knew that if I asked he's anything, his eyes would just go and he'd be looking down at the thingy. But he was, he's I'm, brilliant. Okay, I'm glad it came across well because you know if he gets invited to reunions or something with lads that he played with, he never used to go. It was like a inferior complex. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, did you say? he's like, oh, I, I, I don't want anything to do with that. Unless he's in fancy dress, <laughs> then he's then he's aware. Unless he's got a thong <laughs> yeah. on, with him, he's out. out. But then, since that, I think it's just given him a bit of like yeah. a bit of confidence, yeah. a bit of a boost. Yeah, he's done. Oh, Stand up for his what. first Q in here. Has he? Yeah. Has he really? <laughs> yes. He's changed. Fucking beyond the circuit. He's, he's, like like uh, he's doing one with Lee Howie in November. Change so, man. He's, I've got loads of stories. <laughs> I'll be on a, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here next. He's, he he won't sleep for a week now. He <laughs> didn't sleep before full city day with us, idiot. It's a different ball we'll game, I bet, though. I'll tell you what we'll do with them for the Patreons, if they don't mind. We'll put Bomber out as a live one, but we'll chuck another extra Patreon in anyway. Yeah. 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 If that's all right. If you don't mind. But I'm saying it's a different. You know, if he's once he's up there with a mic, on stage, room full of people. You'll just have to I haven't said that room like so I could look that. <laughs> oh, you'll, be, you'll, you'll smash it. <laughs> you'll be like, just get on and just piss his head. <laughs> like, just freeze and piss his head. Uh, no, he'll do brilliant. He'll do brilliant. <laughs> hey, um, we've had our Wrexham guest confirmed. Yes, I Glenn Little. Glenn Little. Tickets are available. It's out. In the top five, Glenn and all. It's on Believe uh, it or not, people. Never ending top five. <laughs> No, but incredible episode, Glenn's. Yeah. Two, was it two? I can't remember. No, it was one. What oh, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. One, yeah. Um, 
but that's on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that jazz. Seeing Wrexham. Apparently, that, that, the, that, them, them actors are coming. Oh, are they? Yeah, message someone and apparently they, they, they can't wait to come. All right, but that's, that's a bit of a scoop, isn't it? So, we go in as uh, Marvel. Oh, we're just going to be sat there as Marvel, us three. <laughs> What's like... How do we dress as Marvel? Oh, I'm thinking of them. Is Spider-Man Marvel? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, so you're Spider-Man. I'm going to be Superman. And you're going to be she <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. She-Ra? Who's she What? No, it isn't me Marvel. She-Ra. She-Ra's no, not Marvel, but we'll, oh, just, right. we'll <laughs> go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> so, yes, you're in Wrexham, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and we've got the guests coming out to very soon for Norwich. And Norwich is out. And you and Roberts. Yeah, but on the the, the big reveal. Poster. Yeah, on the oh. posters and everything. Oh, right. uh, it's not official until the posters are. No, no. But the links and everything will be there. Yeah. So that's good. Anything else? <coughs> Any more business? Not from me. Is this a changing image? Go back to your call, Roy. Is it I don't a think this is a changing image. I've never seen you in one of them. No. Oh, it's not it's not green for a What's start. What's underneath? See, we can you work it adamant? out. Adamant. Can you work it out? Is it adamant? I thought there were a green one on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, Leonardo da Vinci. Also, oh, is it is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme? It is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, can you see? Cryptic. Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo. Mint, love New it. New image. Yeah. New watch. A new watch as well, yeah. Now you've got the 40, you're a different man. Yeah. I don't think this is no, any different than usual, is it? I'm in Come on, again. let's get, it, let's <laughs> get him in. His head's gone again. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.